Welcome everyone to the Game Ball Podcast. I am your host, Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight are Jenny Aquino and Mark Myers. Tonight, Jen brings us the news. We'll be discussing our favorite Mario games for March 10th, and we'll be reviewing our retro roulette game, Driver 2 for the Sony PlayStation. But before we get to all of that, what have you guys been playing? Jen, how about how about you start us off? Sure. So I feel like I say this every every podcast, but I really haven't been playing too much different than I've been talking about recently. Um, Dead by Daylight and Phasmophobia are the main games that I've been playing on and off stream. Um, we started out playing some Warzone, and I can also say that I've added Apex Legends to my games I've played of the last two weeks, mm-hmm. um, which was an experience, and I liked it. Um, I played a little bit of ESO, a little bit of Monster Hunter World. Um, I'm still going through Vikings Clash of Clans, which is that mobile game that I told you guys about. Still addicted to it. Going well. Um, And then my family was here last weekend, so we played a little Jackbox party pack. And then my sister and I did Let's Dance for like 10 minutes, but we could pretend like that didn't happen because it really wasn't good. (laughs) It wasn't good. I insisted on doing... um, was it the one of Elsa's new songs from the the second Frozen movie, which Into the Unknown? Was, yes, that's it. She was so mad at me because she didn't want to do it. And like, the, it's like the easiest dance because the girl who you're watching dance, who you're trying to mimic, is just like flailing her arms around all like fancy. And I'm like, this is great. But it's like, this is so stupid. Then <laughs> she wanted to do like Billie Eilish, bad guy, and I'm like, this is stupid because we're like, it was just bad. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. I would say at least you didn't find out how out of shape you were by playing that stance. I kind of did. <laughs> and the sad thing is, so the Billie Eilish one was easy level. And there was one part where she was like doing something with her arms and she was like jumping from like foot to foot at one point. And I'm like, I'm not even going to jump because I'm already out of breath, just like swinging my arms around. <laughs> so that that game is definitely a workout for sure. If anyone's looking for a different way of working out, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, I also found that I was out of shape by playing, by picking up bowling again over the last two weeks. <laughs> My body was not ready for that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy what muscles you use that you forget that you actually yeah. need for stuff like that, like yeah. the simplest stuff. The best part yeah. is my, my niece just picked it up. So, you know, just amazing her with, you know, that I'm competent compared to her rest of her family. I just go out there, haven't bowled in a year and a half and just like throw a 120, 130 without her trying. She's like, Oh my God! Like yes, it's the confidence I need. <laughs> Give it to me. It's a great score, right? Yes, one twenty. So I, I I felt your pain in an actual non-video game sense. <laughs> Good. Well, I, get, I feel like that's the perfect segue for Mark to talk about his games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, picked up uh, one such a weird game for me to pick up because it's just that's just how I am. But um. I started playing AO Tennis 2, um, which is the Australian Open tennis game that came out. Um, for Switch? PA. No, uh, PC. Okay. Um, so, you know, I get it with my uh, Origin Play Pro um, thing, which for me who, you know, plays sports games periodically, it's so worth the money over a year. Um, so, uh, and I get the added benefit of this tennis game that I didn't know about. Um <laughs> So I played it at first, and first game was absolutely awful because I couldn't figure out, you know, sort of the the process of, uh, you know, it has like the uh, green, yellow, red, and how good you hit the ball, mm-hmm. uh, and it's all timing and stuff. 
Um, so a little less arcadey than like a virtual tennis or something like that. Um, so my first match was absolutely terrible. And I guess after your first match, you like do a press conference. <laughs> and I basically, it wasn't a press conference. I basically got roasted by the, by the journalist. They're like, so you were out there and, uh, did you make sure that your racket had strings in it? <laughs> wow. And wow. So, yeah. Bad. They just literally roasted me. <laughs> um, so I, I played that for a little bit Then I actually got good at it once I learned like the timing and when the time, but it still has some glitches. It's not like a perfect, it's probably like a seven, maybe a six and a half in terms of a, of a, of a game. But you know, there's times when, you know, aces happen and I do the same thing I do on every serve in that spot. For some reason, my guy doesn't move <laughs> and it goes, so I'm like, wow, okay, I guess that's an ace. <laughs> and then there's sometimes where it's just, you know, they, um, I don't know if there's a speed stat on my guy. I haven't double-checked that, but I get caught and when they hit, you know, lob shots over my head when I run up to the net. And then my guy, like, has no speed to recover back to it. <laughs> and so, you know, that gets frustrating. I'm like, God damn it, don't go too early. And I start yelling at myself as though I'm, like, a player. <laughs> um, you also get the challenge shots like you can now. And I, I, think I've, I think I've used all my challenges every time and never won one. <laughs> just frustrated so, so I, they, they tell you you can use a challenge but in reality the computer's never wrong well no they could be because there's sometimes the computer challenges and it was the right call by the computer well yeah um, but again the computer's never wrong it never goes your yeah. way though yeah but the way you would know that it would cheat is if the computer every time they challenged would it would be a bad call you know what i mean mm. um but yeah but it is usually real close like even if they are cheating that way it's not um, it's sometimes I just hit the two buttons when I get frustrated. I like miss a shot <laughs> of my challenge and, and it zooms in and it's like, it's like two feet. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> such bullshit. I'm like, oh yeah, that, that, well, that probably did look out from when I, yeah, I just got frustrated. They do the whole clap thing that they do. If you guys watch tennis on TV, yep. it's real good. The, the presentation is pretty good so far. Um, low budget, you know, it's not, you know, high end in terms of, you know, uh, going for like like the old tennis games used to be. Um, but it's fun. It's been fun. I, uh, um, you play a tournament. And it actually takes like real length of time. Wow. Like like uh, I had a match that lasted like an hour and eleven minutes, and it was like almost a literal hour and eleven minutes. Wow. Um, because there's no you try to skip and it doesn't really skip well. Um, so yeah. I'm in the finals of a tournament after I finally figured it out. Um. Which the reason why I didn't finish it was because I played the first three and was like, oh, this is a small bracket. Then I got out of that bracket. And I was like, oh, no, that was just to get to the semifinals. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I feel oh, like no. that's that's the main problem with tennis games is like there's no way to speed up a tennis game because yeah. you just have to score the points. Yeah. Other And it just if you could go to deuce 15 times and never oh, get out of it. I've done that um, a whole lot. and It gets frustrating sometimes. Um, more frustrated yourself, but yeah, so if you guys like tennis games, um, I know I am a guy that has loved tennis games my whole life, starting with super tennis, um, on, you know, on super Nintendo. Uh, so yeah, cause that, cause Mario tennis is bullshit on, uh, or was it just tennis on NES? Um, uh, yeah, just tennis. And it's, and then they like, made super tennis. tennis. Yeah. It's bullshit tennis. Oh, it's tennis. <laughs> it's, it's so the, the difficulty curve is, like, ridiculous on tennis for the NES. Um, like, literally, if you go to the top level, it's, like, impossible to win. 
like like it it's like they've had to like like they've they've done Taz stuff, you know, with robots playing it. They literally have to be pixel perfect to oh win at the God. highest level for the computers. That's bullshit. Like, you're right. <laughs> like, you're right. You can't beat it as a human at the highest level. As a human. Yeah. That's amazing. You can't beat this as a human. <laughs> at the highest level. It's ridiculous. But Super Tennis is great. Um, so I played Virtua and all that stuff. So um, AO2 Tennis is probably the best one that's been put out probably since Grand Slam 2, which was on the 360. Um, so it might have been one of the only tennis games since then. But um, so I've been playing that. Um, uh, playing some more Super Mario 3D World. Still love it. Uh, levels are getting harder. Mm. Um, and playing individually, they're getting harder. Um, because there's really no room for error. Um, especially when I'm trying to 100% each level when I go through. Uh, so that's yeah, been that's, fun. Yeah, yeah, that's that's tough. 100%ing those levels first time through. Yeah. Well, I go, if I miss it, I go back, you know, but, uh, yeah. in there. Um, so besides that, just, just our typical stuff we play. Um, you know, I haven't really been doing much else. Um, I'm going to, it's going to be our new, one of our new stories. So I'll tease it a little bit now. So I'm looking forward to some of those games that are coming to Game Pass from Bethesda, mm-hmm. you know, to maybe getting some new games. Because as we said, um, um, and we'll dive in deeper in the news segment, but, you know, there's not much until June for me, at least, unless if I get a PS5 early, you know, then Deathloop becomes an option. Um, but until then, you know, there's not much to look forward to. Since me and Tom have decided we're getting PS5s by June. Yeah, um, good luck. Yeah, that, that's Stimmy coming in. <laughs> I, had, I had it I had it in my cart today. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's basically all I've been playing. Um, most of my time I've been dedicated to playing that tennis game and getting better at it. Um, yeah. And I'm so close to the end of tales. Or I mean, trails, trails or tales. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, you're saying, are, you, are you playing tales of Berseria again? <laughs> yeah, I am not doing that too, but not, not in the last two weeks. Um, I, I, every time I have to pause in my head to make sure <laughs> I say the right game. And, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's about all. I can't wait to finish that game next week. Yep gonna happen mark mark don't be one of those guys who says you know this is the week this is the week and oh, then no. it's seven weeks later <laughs> no, 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 no. no what we're doing is next week i'm going to go because we'll probably do they call this movie on tuesday is i will go through until i can't go anymore or the game ends like that like when we did almost three hours the one thursday right you know like i'll keep going until i'm like I am an old man. You're I have to go to bed. I have work in the morning. <laughs> you know, like okay. this is yeah. This is an RPG that's literally reading text, and if I start falling asleep on stream, that's not great. It would be so funny though. Yeah. <laughs> like but, Mark, uh, Mark, you there? Mark, Mark. Mark? <laughs> well, well, none of you are on Discord, so you couldn't yell me awake. <laughs> I could. Well, yeah, that's true. Even if I jumped on it, you wouldn't be on the Discord anyway. So <laughs> wouldn't be able to scare you awake. We'll just have to set up your TTS. That way we can that just I scare can't you through that. I hear if it works properly. You should be able to hear it if it works properly. Yeah, you would be able to hear it. You can hear okay. it, yeah. If it's if it's working properly, everyone should be able to hear it, including you. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. So, what have you been playing, Tom? So, my my Kingdom Hearts, uh, what, do we, what do we want to call this? Journey continues. Uh, I finished Kingdom Hearts 1. I did not 100% it, unfortunately. I got fed up with uh, the grinding for stupid items. <laughs> so to get one of these items, there's an enemy that you can hit 
up into the air and kind of juggle the enemy. But in order for it to drop the item, you have to hit it up in the air 50 times. My God. Which is nearly impossible because it goes, when you hit it, it goes off the screen and there's no way to see it before it comes down. So it's like, and it's one of those enemies that doesn't show up all the time. It's one of those rare enemies I was talking about. Mm -hmm. So you have to run in and out of a door like 15 times before it'll even spawn. And then you have to try to hit it up in the air 50 times. But if you miss one time and it lands on the ground, it disappears. Oh, that's so frustrating. I feel like so, we need a stream of you just trying to do is, that. Is this we really the, uh, don't. We really don't. <laughs> is this the Kingdom Hearts 1 version of the Thunder Planes in FF10? Or no, you never played it. Never mind. I never got that far. But yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Where you, where have, you have to, to like... Die lightning 200 times? God. Yeah, it's very similar. But this, luckily, it's not like necessary, per se. Because I beat the game without doing all this stuff. So, But I didn't beat all the tournaments, and I didn't do the ultimate weapon thing because I just got fed up and I was like, I just need to, cause I was literally at the end of the game and I was just doing all this other side stuff to try to fill it out. And so I ended how, up beating, beating it at like 30 plus hours. Uh, I was going to say, I so could, how quickly did you beat that end boss? I took one time. I never died. I didn't even die. The one <laughs> when I faced him. No, that's what I meant that you had done all that grinding to try to get all that other stuff that by the time you got to the boss. Oh yeah. I was super over leveled. I was at level like 58 or 60. <laughs> around there. That's awesome. Um, granny, you can get to level 99, but it's not like I was fighting Sephiroth. If you want to fight Sephiroth, you have to be level 99 to even think about being competent against him. Um, yeah, I think my I, first FF7 save was I was level 70. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts. You can fight Sephiroth oh. in Kingdom Hearts. He's like a special boss character, and he's a pain in the ass because you can't, you have to be, your timing has to be perfect trying to block some of his stuff and then you have to be perfect on your button presses to attack him if you attack him one time too many he'll hit you and kill you when you'll be dead so like a one hit kill pretty much it's like one or two hits you don't get you don't get much wow i feel like you've told me about that in the past that's ridiculous if you want to see if you want to see something incredible look up people beating sephiroth in kingdom hearts one and it's incredible i would never be able you have to You'd have to try it so many times that it would just be like mind numbing. I would never be, I would never be able to sit there long enough to learn his patterns and beat it. Yeah. I don't have that kind of uh, mental capacity, <laughs> but uh, I, so I beat that and then I moved on to chain of memories and I was like, what the frick is this game? What is, cause it's, it's one of those games that they're like, we have all these assets from kingdom hearts one. What do we do with them? So they like make up some random story. I'm not very, I'm like an hour and a half into it so far. So it, you go to this, you find Pluto at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, which isn't a spoiler. I mean, everybody has seen it. The game's 30 years old at this point. Uh, <laughs> you find Pluto at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1. And in Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, you follow Pluto to this castle, which is called Castle Oblivion. And you go inside and some dude in a black hood tells you that it's all an illusion and blah 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 and then you end up back in traverse town from the first game which is like the main hub the the first world and nobody there remembers you so it's like it's like you're you're going through all the towns that you've been through but like you've lost all your abilities no one knows who you are so it's like a 
It's like a weird illusional uh, illusionary place that you're in. Like you're still inside this castle, but inside the castle it like builds yeah. it'll build the worlds that you go to. We, we um, just castle of illusion. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's a castle of illusion. Is this the um, card game? Yes, this is the card game. Yeah. So you have to build decks of cards and in your deck the cards have different um different like strength numbers like you you can have an attack that's a seven or you can have an attack that's a one and i'm it's gonna take me forever to figure out how to like really get good at this because you can just go through and like button mash like you would in kingdom hearts and just keep hitting x until you kill everything but against bosses and stuff that's just that's not gonna work you have to like chain stuff together chain of memories obviously mm-hmm. uh so and like it's just you fighting and like donald and goofy are cards that you can draw into your deck so you can like summon them basically through a card it's so weird compared to any other kingdom hearts game i've played so it's going to be an experience uh so if you've had if you've out there played kingdom hearts chain of memories let me know what you think and if it gets easier because whew, it's uh it's it's been a thing so far sounds like it all right. Um, so a lot of stuff has happened over the past couple of weeks, and Jen's going to let us know about a few of them. So yep. A couple of exciting ones. Yeah. So the first one Mark alluded to is probably the biggest news of the last few, couple of weeks, in my opinion, anyway. Um, so Bethesda is um, finally done with its acquisition, or Microsoft is finally done with its acquisition of Bethesda. So they have announced that um, a bunch of their games are going to be coming to Game Pass. So far, it's going to be 20 titles in total, 16 of which you can play through Xbox, PC, and or xCloud. Um, there's, like I said, there's 20, so I'm not going to go through the whole list, but I picked out some of the more notable ones in case anyone listening hasn't seen the list yet. Um, so some examples are Doom 1 through 3, Doom 64, and Doom Eternal. Elder Scrolls 3, which is Morrowind, um, Oblivion and Skyrim, ESO, Evil Within, Fallout 4, New Vegas. We won't mention the other Fallout that's on there. <laughs> and Wolfenstein, New Order, Old Blood and Young Blood. I think it's pretty exciting. Um, my biggest issue with this is that future Bethesda titles will no longer be available to me on PlayStation. Uh, that's not 100% yeah. true. They, they said that some titles will be um only xbox but mm-hmm. not all of them so you might be okay you might be in the clear maybe i mean i i don't have a problem with taking one for the team and also getting an xbox yeah. Tom. <laughs> okay yeah. okay I, you could I, also I, play them on pc i would imagine too yes they yeah i think they did say that pc was kind of the saving grace which i'm okay with as well yeah i i 100 believe starfield will be xbox microsoft you yeah. think so oh, i think star it's a new ip there's not an audience built in that'll cry about it being on, not on the other systems. I think they know. will cry about it not being on other systems. Well, if you know Bethesda fans. Well, no, they're no going to, yeah, it, they're going to, but I'm like, it with a new IP, there's not a, there's not a good point to it. Like, I could hear an argument about an Elder Scrolls not being on PlayStation yeah. or, a, or a Doom or a Wolfenstein or, you know, any of that stuff. Well, it for sure is going to be on everything because it's it. But um yeah they're they're um they're doing a Doom VR game or something I saw but um yeah th- this whole thing uh one thing to uh, note on there is that the ESO is console only 
um, because it's like a billion other places on PC. So mm-hmm. they're not letting you get that for free if yep. you're on PC. So that's console only. I mean, um, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, which I was thinking of doing it and just trying to find Jen and Bex and just hopping in. But then they hey, said console. For free. <laughs> then they said console only. I was like, ah, I don't feel like deleting anything off my Xbox. <laughs> um, yeah, but the great thing is, is I haven't really, I've, I've, I have played, I have heard about the Wolfenstein games through Osmosis from other people playing them, so I got a lot of the spoilers, um, but I haven't really played them, you know. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, you know, I'm wondering. I don't think. I wonder if the Fallout Four. I guess they can't pull saves over the PC. And so no. uh, if you buy it through, if you get it through the Microsoft store, they might be able to, because Forza has cross save. So it's possible. All right. That would be an interesting way to get back and see my town. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, the most interesting thing on this list, and I'm sure other people may have noticed it um, listening to it, is that um, the Doom 2016 is not on this list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't Doom think, Eternal is though. Yeah, and I don't think it's on Game Pass. So you know, weird. yeah, it was at one point um, on Game Pass, but it's not anymore. So I don't know what it is. And also, I hope it's the uh, good version of Morrowind um, on there, and not the the framey one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see about that. But it's exciting because yeah. um, a lot of these um, games were not available. You know to people who maybe just got in on the Xbox One level and didn't have a 360. So right. it'll be interesting. I feel like a lot more people are going to get exposed to New Vegas who liked Fallout 4. Yep, yep. And no no other Fallout that's coming to... <laughs> no other Fallout that's coming to Game Pass. I, 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 I keep hearing all out. these things about how Fallout 76 is, is improving. So who knows? You never know. I mean, how many years has it been now? Three? Two? At least... Fallout 76 came out while we were well, when we had started this podcast, so it's at I least give it as two or three years. Pandemic, <laughs> yeah, the good old days before the pandemic. Yeah, you know when we could like do things. When we could like hang out and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, more to come on well, that. I'm sure the whole Game Pass thing. What, Mark? What is there a specific game you're gonna play? You think a specific game for Game Pass? Yeah. Um, Hmm. Probably. Yes. No, I probably play Wolfenstein. To be okay. honest. Yeah. I've I've played and beaten the first one. Yeah. I'm in the process of beating the second one still. I would highly recommend both of them. They're both very good. All right. So up next, I feel like Nintendo is always in the news for us. Um. So Nintendo has announced they are planning on an upgraded version of the Switch this year, which I also think was it last podcast or the one before we were we were kind of foreseeing a new switch coming soon yeah yeah i think it was during my rant yeah um. yes that's right <laughs> so here it is um it's not a big upgrade but it's an upgrade and maybe for some it's an even bigger upgrade than you know it sounds like to us um so the switch is coming out with a seven inch 720p oled panel so that's um supposedly going into mass production in june Right now, the regular Switch is 6.2 inches, still 720, and the light, I think, is 5.5 inches. So, I mean, I'm sure seeing it in person, it's going to be a huge difference, but it doesn't sound like a huge difference. Yeah. I There's not much they can do to um, the, the actual system itself, um, because the, uh, 
they unless if they're making new Joy Cons for it, you can't really um, you can't really change the body of the system because you still got to be able to put Joy Cons on it. Yeah. So maybe yeah. they make it longer. They can't make so, it thicker or anything like true. that. So what I have seen is that the form factor is the same, but the screen kind of like the iPhones have been where where it used to have like cutouts and stuff in the screen for like speakers and stuff. But I think now the screen's going to go like all the way out to the edges as opposed to like yeah. having that that little indent all the way around. So yeah. it'll still be the same basic size, but it'll be all screen as opposed to you know, having having a outline all the way around it. The easiest way to get away with that, get rid of the bezel. Well, yeah, that's what exactly what they're gonna. What yeah, I've yeah. seen. Yeah, but I would I would much rather the improved hardware be to make the games run better than look better. Right. Supposedly, this one, um, if you hook it up to the computer too, it's gonna stream or stream. It's gonna portray 4K quality graphics, which. Eh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how how they're gonna do that. They said uh, scaling. Yes, yeah. And they said the handheld obviously is still going to be 720. Well, so the so the fact that it's an Nvidia basically an Nvidia hardware set, they may be able to do like DLSS, um which is deep learning super sampling, uh-huh. uh which most RTX graphics cards have. Uh and it allows you to greatly Im- improve performance while it's still looking you know, very similar to the uh, the target um, resolution. Yeah. So you could target 4K, but it might actually only be, you know, 1080p, but upscaled via uh, this DLSS uh, product and make it look like 4K. So it, I'm kind of thinking if the most upgrades are going to be in the docking station, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the power will be in the dock as opposed to being in, in the... Uh, in the actual switch itself. That's just me. I'm just spitballing. Yeah, and the the issue why it's never going to be native 4K is that the gulf between a 720 on the handheld and a 4K on the TV is going to it, no developer is going to do that. <laughs> it it's going to be like it's hard enough needing to design a game for like two different resolutions and the way the stri- switch does it. I know mm-hmm. PC you know, people say, well, you can switch resolutions all the time on a PC. <laughs> um, but it's just different in the way that Nintendo, the handshakes and stuff behind the scenes with Nintendo products. Um, so I doubt it's all going to be 1080, you know, like you said, DLSS and upscaling and all that stuff. But it's at least it, here's the most Nintendo thing of it. And I don't know if you had mentioned it in, in, in your story there, Jen, but the only reason they're doing this is because everything's becoming cheaper. And Nintendo does never buys uh, products when it's brand new. They wait for it to all of a sudden get cheap mm. to do these OLED screens and look. Oh, we can do OLED screens. Yeah, they're they're hundreds of dollars cheaper now. Mm-hmm. So that's which weird. Is, our our Joy Cons still have that drift. It's because yeah. we got them on clearance. It's funny though because Sony did OLED screens 15 years ago in the Vita. Yeah. The, the original Vita had an OLED screen in it. Yeah, exactly. Granted, it was five inches or something, but it's still they used they they used OLED a long time ago, and it's funny that they're just now deciding. Oh, let's throw an OLED in the Switch. Well, mm-hmm. it's like you hear about all those chips they put into systems, and it's like it's like the same family of chip that like two generations earlier 
Xbox or Sony had used. Right. And it's just, yeah, I'm, it's a very, it's very, as I say, it's a very Nintendo solution. That's the the hardware that's in the Switch was old when they put it in there. It's an Nvidia Shield, basically. Yeah. Um, which is like a tablet. So that's basically what it's running. What it, what hardware it has inside of it. That makes me more annoyed with like just everything about the Switch. Hearing all of that, it's so annoying. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's what they do. Yeah, I get it. Um, and it's supposedly going to be out around, well, it's not official. It's the rumor is it's going to be out for the holidays this year, which totally makes sense. So we'll see I'll, how fast I'll those believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. Right. Yeah, Seriously. Exactly. There's already a gigantic chip short, shortage right now. I can't imagine it, Nintendo having enough stock for the holidays. Yeah. When people can't buy PS5s or Xboxes or graphics cards because right. there aren't I'm thinking like I I would even be interested to see if the PS5s will be in stock for the holidays coming up, you know, 2021. I mean, if if scalpers keep buying them, no, they'll never be in stock. So yeah, seriously. Like like I said, had one in my cart today, uh, and it just disappeared. I was uh, very upset. I so, can so. imagine. I can't even imagine how mad you were. Uh, well, but I'll keep trying. I'm gonna keep trying until June whatever to keep, get a keep PS5. Us posted. I'm sure you will, but keep everyone posted. We want to see how long. <laughs> um, so my last bit of news, and then um, I know Mark wanted to has a, has a story he wanted to add, um, and this is just a tiny one. Um, but if anyone has been looking forward to Monster Hunter Rise, um, they just came out with a new demo on the 11th of March, so you can play this totally for free. You just have to have a Switch, obviously. Um, not only can you play the solo mission of the the demo, you can actually play online with your friends if they're also playing the demo. Um, and the online multiplayer version actually unlocks um, a booster pack that you'll be able to use when the free game comes out. Or when the full game, excuse me, comes out. Um, so it's basically like an additional hunting quest if you do the online multiplayer version, um, which is pretty cool. So the game as of now is releasing March 26th. I'm looking forward to it. So again, if anyone wants to try the demo... It's out right now on the Switch. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't think either me or Tom are Monster Hunter guys, so. No. <laughs> Unfortunately okay. not. It's definitely not the style of game for everybody. Yeah. That's for sure. I like it. It's not something that I play religiously that, that I'm getting, like, hooked on. I think if I played it with more people more frequently, I would probably be a bit more into it than I am. But I like it. Yeah. yeah I feel like that's definitely a game you need to play with other people. Oh, yeah, I I tried playing it by myself. It didn't go as well as I expected it to. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. Yeah. So that's our fourth bit of news. The extra bit of news is that they uh, uh, .emu or .emu or however um, they want to pronounce their name um, uh, announced a new Ninja Turtles game. It looks Mm -hmm. very much like Turtles in Time, which I am very excited about. Or the Hyperstone Heist, which we played on one of the Retro Roulettes. Yep. Uh, (laughs) So... Yeah, and the uh, apparently the theme song for that trailer was sung, sung by the uh, lead singer of Faith No More, for those of you old people out there. Um, <laughs> like, like Mark and I. Yeah. Um, very, uh, Mike Patton, I believe his name mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Um, you know, sings a song, and it, it, I think it's kind of good. Some, I, li- I like it. I'm here some, for it. Yeah, some people would be like, oh, they screwed up the melody, or this isn't the same, or, and you gotta, you gotta let go of that stuff, and you know, everything sounding the same is never good. Times are changing, folks. That that in, in a slight music tangent for me, 
Um, that's always been my one thing about bands is I never like a band that just keeps putting out the same album with the same sound. Yeah. Um, I like bands that switch it up, which is why Paramore is one of my favorite bands. Um, so we're going to get some hate for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love Paramore. Um, why do we have Paramore haters out there? No, but people are very, very upset about Haley Mills and all that, how she changed Paramore and all that other crap. Well, that's sexist stuff, but um, <laughs> I think she's great. She's your waifu? Eh, yeah, she's probably my favorite singer. But um, yeah, so essentially that's why I liked this theme song. Is like I like twist on things, um, which tie into games, which is why I kind of love randomizers, you know, and you know, with you know, with Link to the Past and stuff like that. You know, a twist on anything is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as they keep as much of the framework as possible in there, um, like it still has the dun 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 dun, right. <laughs> you know, you know, as long as that's in there, like, and you can still have that website where you can do Wikipedia articles to, to the Ninja Turtles song, um, you know, it, it's good. I I don't know if I, I'm excited. Now I would love to play it on stream when it comes out, um, especially if it's like online multiplayer. Um, yeah, I'm I'm but, hoping they do online co-op because then we yeah. could all play. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I I like a good Turtles arcade game, and I just last I guess before the end of the year I had beaten Streets of Rage four, so I'm I'm due for another beat 'em up. Jen, any thoughts on on Turtles whatever this is, Shredder's Revenge? <laughs> um, starting with the song since we're talking about the song, um, I like the sound of it. I think uh, what's his name, Mike Patton. I think his yeah. voice sounds a little weird in the song, but I don't think it's terrible. That's how his voice sounds. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I just, I just weird. think it sounds weird. That's all. Slightly weird. I didn't hate it at all, and I, I like the, I like the style of the music. So that was cool. Yeah, I don't have any problems with it. Um, the game looks really good. Like you guys said, it's, it's definitely heavily inspired in the style of Turtles in Time. I love Turtles in Time in the arcades. We used to go to Yestercades, you know, back before back before the world came to an end with COVID. Yeah, (laughs) the before time. (laughs) I always enjoyed playing Turtles in Time, so I'm looking forward to it. I think um, it could potentially be a game that maybe we try to do um, all together on stream at one point when it comes out. If we all get it, be fun. It'd be a good one. Yeah. And if and if we aren't able to do that, it could be a good extra life game. For sure, definitely. So yeah, I think it'll be cool. I know uh, Dan will probably want it, so we'll, we'll most likely have it. I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready for a good uh, retro-styled game. Speaking of retro-styled games... Oh, there it is. We're going to talk about <laughs> our favorite Mario games. Uh, it When you're listening to this, March 10th has just passed, which I, I guess is now national mario day for yeah, it's mario day just like n7 is mass effect day is mm-hmm. mass effect day right <laughs> so yeah uh i figured what what better time than now to talk about mario after the 35th anniversary and what our favorite favorite titles and favorite memories from the mario genre has been um i'm which, curious to what go ahead mark which by the way reminder to anybody listening out there uh, if you have not bought uh, Super Mario All Stars 3D, um, make sure you do it by the end of the week. I was gonna say, yeah, you you only have a few more days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going into Disney Vault. 
Some of us got it within the hour that it dropped originally. Two of us. Three of yeah. us. Oh, you guys well, did? Yeah. I bought it, but it never showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Mine came in like 24 hours or something after it, it shipped. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah, and I had to wait. I, I, I ended up purchasing another copy of it and then returning the other one once it finally showed up. I remember because that. It so you were on like a hunt for it. <laughs> yep. You're like, Tom, it's here. And I no, went it's to Target right here. <laughs> I went to my store and they didn't. They were like, what's what's Mario? What's they didn't Mar- get any <laughs> copies. They had zero copies in I the store. I guess my Target had all of them. Unreal. This was also like like peak pandemic. So yeah, yeah, prob- it was in there. <laughs> so that's probably why there wasn't any copies anywhere. But I eventually found it and bought it. I think I got it on Amazon or something. And eventually I got it and we played it on stream. Which was yep. awesome. That was fun. Except for the part where I couldn't do the ice luge. <laughs> well, the part where I could do the ice luge was I was I totally made up for my mm-hmm. original <laughs> Mario 64 gameplay. Yeah, this is true. Um, speaking of which, Jen, uh, we might as well start with you since we're talking. Uh, sure. Which which was your favorite Mario game? So that's actually why? a perfect segue, Tom, because it is Super Mario 64. There we go. Um, this game, I don't even, I really don't even know why I love it so much, to be honest. It's a game that, like, you look back on from playing it as a kid, and you question things you get older and more frustrated with the game. Like, why did I enjoy this? This <laughs> kind of sucks. This kind of sucks. Whatever. I don't know. First of all, I guess I should say my favorite level was the um the ship, the underwater level, which is, mm-hmm. shouldn't surprise anyone at this point. Um. I don't know. I was there's just something about this game that I love, like the music. It might have been one of the first. It's in no way an open world game, but it has that feel where you can kind of go wherever you want within the level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gives you a lot of freedom. Level. Yeah, it gives you some freedom. Um, I just I I there's everything about this game that I love, like the music, like I said, the fact that you can go wherever you want, the fact that every single level has all these different levels within the level to beat, like all the challenges that you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I still feel like I'm learning things about it to this day, which is kind of cool. Like when Dan's trying to tell me to take the shortcut in the ice luge race yeah. and I had no idea that it existed. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's challenging. It's difficult. It's not a game. I mean, I guess if I was to play it constantly, I would get good enough where I could probably speed run it pretty fast. But for me, it's not a game that I could speed run through and it takes a little bit of effort, which I like. I don't like you know blowing through it really fast. Um, and it's just got that. I don't know, that nostalgia for me that I love. Um, I mean, the the camera angles are god awful. I'm not going (laughs) to sit here and say that they're great. But it's just it's just a great game. It's just one of my favorite Mario games. I mean, it is my favorite Mario game, but it will always be, you know, up there, up there. Some would argue that it's the greatest video game ever. I've heard I've heard that argument. Yeah, Uh, they obviously haven't played the other great series on Nintendo. Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or the uh, cyber sword uh? <laughs> jen i i agree with all of your points i do think that the game is very it it's very well obviously it's very different it was the first 3d mario game yeah and it gave you so much freedom at a time where that wasn't really a thing in video games yep yeah. and i i feel like it kind of opened up oh opened up everybody's eyes and thought oh wow we could do this with with you know all this hardware and what which goes to show you because after that game came out 
every collectathon you've ever known came out. You had Spyro and you had Banjo mm-hmm. and you had Conquer and and DK sixty four, and they were yep. all just copying Mario sixty four. Oh yeah, I was thinking when you started to say that, I was thinking of Spyro hundred percent. Yeah, I uh, I think this is where I first learned that I was absolutely awful at a platformer, <laughs> or maybe just three D, because I never really got into three D platformers until um you know just picking up super mario 3d world but i think it's because that's more there's more like isometric to that than actual 3d because you can't rotate the camera 360 mm-hmm. um in that game um the uh I, I guess the one thing i did enjoy about it was it was one of those games that you would i would always play with my friends like you'd always come over and just yeah. play it for a bit and pass the controller around um so i think that's my biggest memory from it was just playing with them. I don't remember. It's not a thing where I don't remember how many. I don't remember how many stars I got to. I know I got past second Bowser, so I'm probably in like 30, 30 to fifty range. I forget where the second Bowser fight occurs. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's just one of those memories of of sitting around with your friends before the internet and playing games. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hundred uh, percent. And for me, I, since I didn't have a Nintendo sixty four, I'm still learning the game today. Um, whether through, you know, original hardware playing the Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Like, there's things you learned as a kid just by, you know, watching your cousin play or watching your sibling play. Like, the whole, uh, you go into the castle and look at the sun and all of a sudden you're in a a special world after you've unlocked the flying hat. Like, those are things that, like, if I was playing the game now and had never played it before, I would never think to do that like right. it's just got so many cool secrets and stuff yeah. like that I, it's uh, uh definitely a great a great game mm-hmm. and think of all the great sound effects that you get in this game too the hoo, 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 and then the raw 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 from bowser <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's so great everything about it is great <laughs> uh by the way i expect everyone to sound clip that and send it my way <laughs> damn it it's a mini mario Put it on Jen's soundboard for it. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I think this is one of the first games where Mario talked, minus like like these weird Mario um, teaches typing or activity mm-hmm. center yeah, things. <laughs> but yeah, that's they gave Mario a voice and put him in 3D, and all of a sudden it was the greatest game of all time. And the rest um, is history. And Charles Matinee never had to worry about rent again. No, he didn't. No, he did not. <laughs> All right, uh, Mark. I imagine ours are going to be different, so go ahead. Yeah, so I'm gonna. Um, I didn't know we were starting off with our best, so I'll go with that. Um, so mine would be Super Mario Three. Um, that was that was the first game that I remember like really wanting as a kid, like because we got our NES right before Super mm. Mario Three came out. Um, so me and my sister. I remember going to the Toys R Us and pulling out the slip um, from the from the wall and walking it up and then getting it from the back. And, mm-hmm. you know, those memories are burned, burned into my brain um, <laughs> doing all that. And it's the first time me and my sister never really fought over a game, despite the fact that she's always been better at it than I am. <laughs> and she is nowhere near the pro gamer I am. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she, she it was it. I have a feeling that if she got more into games, she would be really good at them. Um, but she never really got into games. 
It's still that like early nineties, too cool for that stuff. Um, like when, games are for nerds or games <laughs> are for boys or whatever, you know, that to- toxic thought process in the early to mid nineties when you're a te- near teenager years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. So remember playing it one year, a cousin from like way out of state came in for one of the first, I think one or a few times he ever came in for new year's. And uh, while the adults were having the party downstairs, me and him were just playing Mario 3 upstairs. That's great. And got yelled at because we were not supposed to be up till midnight. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, remembering where all the warp whistles are and, you know, playing playing uh, World 8 without having any skills and getting totally destroyed. Figuring out, figuring out that the tank level, if you have a P-Wing, they just use it um, because it's not worth the frustration of jumping on those tanks um you know and it was one of those where i never owned nintendo power but you would get like hints from your friends um yeah, ads nintendo power. <laughs> you, know, you know sitting in the day probably yeah like you said they probably had nintendo power yeah and they're saying hey and you know it's the old the old joke where the the thing my uncle works at nintendo um meme comes from uh, <laughs> was was right around at least for our generation you know, Super Mario 3 was, was when that stuff would happen. But that game is great. Um, I, I bought it on every platform I could buy it on. Um, thankfully, I don't have to buy it on Switch um, because it comes part of the online package. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't have to buy it separately. Uh, but it's just like going to the past. It's the one game that I make sure I always have um, on every system. I don't know where you guys yeah, thought. Yeah, so I'll let Jen do her thoughts because uh, uh, this is the same game I was going to pick. So, Jen, go oh, ahead. Oh, look at that. Super Mario 3. So I had done in my head, I'm like, right, N64 is going to be my first one. Or the N64 one's going to be my first one. And then I have another one as, like, my runner-up. This would have been my, like, third place, Super Mario 3. It's it's a very good game. Um, I don't really have too much to say about it. it I feel like I'm, I could say the same thing about all the Mario games as to why I like them and the way that I'm ranking them. But it's just, it's classic. It's it's a classic go-to game. And I remember, so Mark, you're saying that you and your and your sister didn't fight over it. My brother and I would fight over <laughs> <laughs> playing this game um, because, like, we didn't have, you know, like I said this a million times, we didn't have consoles growing up or anything, really. So the few times that we got to play together, it was like, I'm going to play. No, I'm going to play. You suck. Give it to me. <laughs> there was fighting involved because this game was fun and we both wanted to play it all the time. So, yeah. That's my that's my two cents. Yeah. So since my brother and I were at that age, we definitely fought over playing this game. <laughs> Luckily, that's why there's a two player mode. But yeah. um, yeah, this was like the first like game that I tried to beat. Like I had we we got this game and I forget we must have got it for Christmas or something because we didn't get it at the same time as the NES. We got it a little later. It was like one of the first games we got separately after the fact after we bought in it and my cousin who was like a couple like a year or two older than me had nintendo power and he had the nintendo power that had the walkthrough for super mario 3 so of course we studied it like like it was it was never it, you know we'd never see it again uh and it was really cool to find all you know all of these different secrets and stuff like mark said the warp whistles you figure out where those are then you have to actually beat the game and be good when you're in the eighth world because there's no there's no way to get around it. You just have to beat it. Um, I think it was the first game I ever beat oh. um, because 
I don't know that I when I was a kid, I really tried that hard to beat Mario Super Mario One, and I didn't own Super Mario Two, so I didn't even try. I my cousins owned it, so when we were, were there, we'd play it. But um, Super Mario Three was definitely the first game I ever beat, um, and it it just was really cool that it had that sense of adventure, even though you were in a side scrolling uh you know 2d platformer and the power-ups the fact that you could fly was like the coolest thing ever when i was yeah i remember that too that was great so like the 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 fact that you could do that and find all these super secret areas in the in the game being able to fly uh it was just like a different it was it was a totally new thing and we say that i say that and it sounds like ridiculous like oh you know (laughs) You're so old that nothing existed then, which is the point. Yeah, nothing existed then. So this yeah. was really cool and it was different um, and it looked great. It wasn't it was a great looking game. It had really cool enemies. There, there's just a uh, there's not really a bad thing I can say about it. Um, yeah. It was the levels were short enough that it didn't become overbearing. To play it. Yeah, exactly. It did. And, you know, even though it didn't have a save function, that's why they built in the um the whistles so you could you could beat the game with the whistles and then go back and be like all right i'm gonna do this time i'm gonna go to these worlds or i'm only gonna like my my brother and i sometimes would just go to play the the giant world i think it was world four just because we liked the the look of it and the fact that the enemies were gigantic and everything was gigantic and it was (laughs) it was fun it was just fun to mess around with so like it was one of those games where like you didn't have to beat it to to feel good playing it you could mm-hmm. just goof around in different whichever worlds you wanted to mess around in and um yeah it just uh i sunk many many hours into it and i still like when i go to test something like whether it be lag on a tv or uh to make sure a, a retro pie or something or emulator is working super mario 3 is the first game i put on to make sure that it's working right because i know the game so well and I know what it's supposed to look like and it's supposed to do. So uh, that's always the first game I try. And it's uh, it, it it's a good benchmark. Yeah. Oh, I, I could talk for hours about that. So I'm going to let <laughs> gonna let Jen talk about uh, her first her close second game. Yeah. So it was it was a little hard um, to rank this a second just because this is the OG. But Super <laughs> Mario World <laughs> is my is my number two. Um, and I will admit, I did not play this on console. I played it on Game Boy. However, I think that does not negate the awesomeness of this game. Um, this might be why my eyesight is so bad, this game. Um, <laughs> because I, I know I told this story on stream already, how I used to read when I was a kid, and I used to strain my eyes trying to like squint in the nightlight, the nightlight from the hallway and read at the same time. But playing uh, Game Boy games when I was supposed to be in bed... And it's like, you know, past midnight and I'm going to, you know, get in a lot of trouble if I get caught. That was this game for me. This was the game that I would stay up hours and hours and hours going back through it and beating all the levels and whatnot. Um, just everything about it, it. It somehow has aged so well. Like, there's just nothing wrong with this game to me for the most part. Um, the music is classic. You could pick out the music from this game in a second. Like, dun 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 You know what it is. Like, yeah. instantly. Oh, no, um, wait, wait a second. I need to clarify. If you're saying that, 
Is it the original Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario World? Super Mario World. From the originally on the Super Nintendo. Yes. Okay. And you played it on the GBA. Yes, I did. Okay. I wanted to make sure I was confused. Oh, sorry. We're good. Okay. No. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so yes, it is <laughs> one of those one of those games where you can pick out the music in a split second. Um, I just think the levels were great. There, it, to me, it wasn't it wasn't super difficult to play through this, which was nice too. So it was never it never got super frustrating for me, which which means a lot. Um, but yeah, I I have logged so many hours in this game, and it's something that I could definitely go back to even now if I wanted to mess around for a while and just like kind of zone out and just you know and play the game. So it'll always be one of my favorites. I I totally agree, and that's why it's my second also. Mark, is it yours? Is it yours too? Should we all just talk about it? No, I had a feeling that a bunch of these would get picked. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I went a little off the, off the, uh, out of the box um, for my uh, second favorite game. Um, I will, I will choose uh, uh, Super Mario Strikers. I okay. love that soccer game. You went, you went way out of the box. I wasn't expecting I, the, a Mario sports game, but that's good. I like I, that. I love this for the sheer fact that. When you played as Waluigi and he scored a goal, he crotch chopped <laughs> um, afterwards, and it is amazing. Wow! And uh, it, it it hit at a time when I was still, you know, hadn't gone through that. You know, every wrestling fan goes through a lull phase where they don't, you know, really watch it for a while. Um, when Strikers came out, I was still in it a little bit. So the crotch chop thing was the funniest thing in the world to me, <laughs> and just Waluigi is just. The most ridiculous character on the planet, um, <laughs> and just uh, it, it's it's like it's like Wario turned up it, it, on the annoyance scale. Um, <laughs> just uh, you know, <laughs> you know, it just oh god. <laughs> I love Waluigi so much. Um, it more so not that there are some people that love Waluigi um, because for some reason they feel a kinship with his personality or whatever. I just love him because he is the dumbest fucking character that has ever been created in the Mario universe. Um, because they, you know, while Wario is that because he's supposed to be bad Mario, and I guess Waluigi is supposed to be bad Luigi, but Waluigi makes no sense um, in terms of, <laughs> you know, where they got the naming convention from. Um, and it's just... It's led to so many memes and great things, and the fact that Nintendo seems to lean into it, um, and uh, it led to one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time uh, with the guy uh, Brian David Gilbert, who used to be a Polygon, now he's off doing his own stuff. Um, did a whole video like trying to figure out where Waluigi came from, and then <laughs> by the end of it, he like had this existential crisis that it's just Luigi. <laughs> like have you ever seen them in the same place ah. you know and it was oh such a good video um <laughs> and all, all of his unraveled things are great but that waluigi one was <laughs> moi. It was so good uh, but i love that just because you know um i was able to be a little bit immature you know playing it even a few years later with like my uh nine-year-old cousin and i would score and just, you know, be like taunting them with, you know, as the crotch chops happen on screen. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Super Mario Strikers is real good. One was of my that the original teabag? 
Uh, it was around the same time as Halo, so I think yeah. no, I think Halo was probably the original. Okay. Still. Yeah. But Just needed to clarify. And and the sheer fact of I didn't realize it till years later when I started to actually look into the games industry and stuff is how out of the box having a character do the crotch chops <laughs> would be for family friendly Nintendo. Um, despite the fact of how popular wrestling is in Japan, but just the idea that they always do like the extent of bad stuff that Nintendo did in at least back then, you know, was like Wario farts. <laughs> like that was that was like ooh, he farted. He smells like onions and he farts. Ooh, that's that's our bad guy. Um, <laughs> you know, but he's this this is like uh Without knowing it, they created an anti-hero in Waluigi. Yep. Um, but it's so good. So that is why I choose Super Mario Strikers, because uh, it is probably one of the better sports games. Um, you know, some of the Mario Tennises could probably make a case for it. Um, but just the soccer aspect was real fun. Awesome. Yeah. Like I said, uh, Super Mario World is my my number two. Um I, again, didn't own a Super Nintendo when I was a kid, so my uncle owned a Super Nintendo, and that's where I found Super Mario World and fell in love with it and proceeded to try to play it whenever I could. I had whoever's house had a Super Nintendo. That's the game I put in, always. It's still sitting in my Super Nintendo right now. It's like the the only game that sits in there all the time. If I want to just turn on a game, it's Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. Can't get enough of it. It's it's a classic, like Jen said, and the fact that you can play it on your Switch now, you know, without having to b- purchase it for the fifteenth time, which I'm sure everybody would have done anyway, uh, it makes it that much better. And if you haven't beaten Super Mario World or played Super Mario World, and you consider yourself a gamer, highly recommend that you go play it. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those games that everybody should play. I feel like definitely. Okay, uh, I think that's going to do it for our, our Mario talk. We we got a lot of good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, go check out any Mario game you get your hands on right now. It's that time of the year, March 10th. Everybody got everybody has to, everybody has to play Mario games. So it's just like the rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're in a retro mood, we might as well move on to Retro Roulette for this week. This week we played Driver 2 for the PlayStation 1. Um this is going to be an interesting discussion because uh, <laughs> the other two don't play as many driving games as I do. And this one is kind of a hybrid driving game GTA clone type thing. Yeah. So yep, uh, I can't wait to hear what they have to say about it. So, uh, Mark, since you... Ha- I was going to say, let me go first. I was going to say, yeah. Reading have, Jen's you, notes, I want her to go after me. Yeah. I, um, I have documented some thoughts. That's, that's what I'll say for now. So um, I, I literally got up to close to um, the same point you did. Uh, did you beat the train? I forget. Did you suplex yes, the train? I did. Okay, okay, I didn't beat the train. Um, so the handling sucks in that game, huh? Mm. That... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if my frustration with Driver 2 um, came from, you know, coming off of... I, I played it after, you know, my first couple games of playing that new tennis game. So I was already frustrated that I couldn't figure it out that game, and I was just getting destroyed. And I played this game, and it was even more frustrating. So, um, but yeah, the I remember... Maybe I got to download Driver 
because I played a lot of Driver, um, the original. Um, for some reason, I remember that game looking better. Um, well, it's one of those games that was so groundbreaking at the time that if in your mind it looked great, but mm-hmm. if you go back to it now, it's a PS1 low-poly uh, 3D game. It's not going to look good. Nope. Yeah. I'm... I 100% agree with, I believe, was it Jonathan in the chat or somebody at some point said that, you know, the PS1 era is the worst to go back to. It's the yeah, one John, that Jonathan yeah. and I were saying that during the stream. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's so true. I I started thinking about all the games that I love and outside of the ones that, you know, don't try to do too much um, like your Final Fantasy to that era you know, try and do enough, but it's because of the FMVs, they, they kind of get a pass um, with some of the some of the PS1 stuff um, that occurs in those games. Um, mm-hmm. Like a Resident Evil with a fixed camera and all that didn't have to do too much in terms of processing. Um, and But these games that tried to, like, push the envelope, you know, like, you know, games like Driver and things, it just, oh, playing these games remind me of how how did we like those were dark times yeah <laughs> like, I, had, I had so much fun playing games in this era yeah and i anytime we go back and play one from this time period uh for this um it just feels like it was like i think if i hadn't seen you play before i played um i would have been even like more shocked like it was just like i knew what it would look like going in but I didn't know how it would feel, and then I felt it, mm-hmm. and I was like, nope. <laughs> this, no. nope. I am terrible at driving games to begin with, and this doesn't, uh, like, my niece tortures me in Mario Kart 8 because she destroys me because I'm not really that great at it. And that has better handling than this, obviously. But, oh, God, I didn't even try any of the other modes and things <laughs> like that. I was just like, I know them two are going to go off on the stream. I got enough information for me <laughs> uh, <laughs> after hitting the dumpster for the 50th time uh, <laughs> driving through that. And it's just, I'm like, I want to, the game I'm going to try when I get back home or sometime and I'll report back on the next stream is I used to play the shit out of NCAA March Madness 99. Like literally first game that I played full seasons in, right. um, even before hockey games. Um, where we just used to play the playoffs. Um, and that game I remember adoring. Mm-hmm. And I played it so much. I'm kind of afraid to go back and check it out. <laughs> now you're going to hate it. But I'm going to go do it. Um, because uh, it, there has to be something still redeeming outside of the <laughs> big games that made it out. Like I said, the Resident Evils and the, right. you know, even Silent Hill is so tough to go back to the original. Um, all that fog in there is just because they couldn't render all the stuff. But, oh, man. Anyway, that's my pseudo just, like, apologizing in my head to 13, 14-year-old me <laughs> that had to play games during this generation. Well, if, if Jen has all these thoughts, I'm going to go real quick, too, then. Okay. So, I, I'll, I just I'll, documented a tale of, of despair. Well, of I, <laughs> most people got to see my tale of despair, so uh, I'll get mine out of the way quick. Okay. Uh, like Like Mark said... Uh, it was a little shocking to go back to, uh, and that's even, even, you know, me playing on a, a CRT with original hardware, it was still like, wow, this, 
this is not great. Uh, like I said, it's it's a tough time to go back to just for the mere fact that, you know, it's still super low resolution 3D game. Um, the car handling, although realistic, not good. Uh, it's so it's it's hard to get the hang of the cars. Luckily, the cars, for the most part, all handle very similar, minus like the trucks and the vans and things like that. But um, I had a lot of fun with it even though it was goofy and stupid and the frame rate went to about two a couple of times. Um, the, it, it, it was one of those games for me, at least that I could play and not get super frustrated with it. Uh, even though I'm failing over and over and over, like, cause it's one of those things where like, there's a lot of things that are happening. So like the traffic could get in your way or the traffic could get in the other guy's ways and help you. So it was kind of cool for something at least back then where the AI kind of did its own thing, it could it could work your way or work against you too, which can be frustrating, which I'm sure happened to uh, everybody a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I had fun. Uh, so let's hear what Jen has to say. <laughs> so I went through the, um, not like any kind of a story mode. I, I forget what it's called. I went through like the, the quick games. Take a ride or whatever. There you go. Yes. So I, I just went down the line um, to check it out. So I started out with Quick Chase. So this is where you are chasing the uh, the enemy car and you have to ram him enough times to destroy him, essentially. So this is the first one that I started out with. I tried three times to catch him. Uh, the controls, this is where I quickly learned how horrible the controls are in this game. <laughs> the handling, like like Mark said, is absolutely garbage. Um, I learned that you, you literally have to tap the D-pad and then sometimes you still go all over the place but like just tapping the d-pad is enough sometimes to get your car to go where you want it to um i was trying to like actually ram into him from behind like driving straight so i would catch up and then i would hit him and it wouldn't affect his car at all so i'm like okay so then i would try to like swerve a little bit to go on the side of him to like hit the quarter panel you know like yeah. and then he maneuver. would like yeah and then he would instantly swerve out of the way he wouldn't lose control but i would lose control <laughs> So I did this three times and I'm like, all right, this is horrible. Then on the fourth time, I pinned him up against a building <laughs> and I was literally just kept driving straight. I wasn't like backing up and going forward, backing up. Yeah. I was just driving straight and the damage on his car was going up. But then the damage on my car was going up <laughs> and I had a sliver left on him and I wrecked my car. And I was so angry. I was like, how? How did this happen? <laughs> so then I rage quit. So I moved on to the getaway mode, which is when you're getting away from, I couldn't tell how many cops it was. It might've been two, two cops, I think. So I actually beat this in 20 seconds. Like I literally just made a really tight turn and then I, it said I won. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Now, now I'm getting back into this game. So then I tried Trailblazer, the one where you have to follow the cones. Ooh, that's not good. That's um, not fun. Yeah, this one was, this one was challenging. Um, the cones, some of them were bullshit. Like, they placed them around super blind turns that you couldn't even see where the turns were or where the cones were. Um, and there are either, like, cars that are waiting there or it's, like, you know you have to turn left because you could see the cones start going left. But then, like, there's one cone all the way to the right. It's not even in the path of where your car could potentially be going anyway. So you know you're going to crash into the building to get it. And then I noticed if you drive really close to the buildings, even though you're not hitting them, your car still takes damage sometimes. Oh, wow. So I'm like, this is bullshit, but okay. And I kept going, and time ran out, and I got 33 out of 100 cones. 
<laughs> not great, but I got slightly better at drifting. So I didn't hate Trailblazer as much as I expected to when I realized what it was. I had the same reaction, Tom. I was like, oh, no, this is not going to go well. But it was okay. So then I did Checkpoint, um, which you just have to get to the next checkpoint a bunch of times. And I did this in three minutes and 23 seconds. And that is horrible. But I didn't get a felony, which I think I've come to learn means that you just didn't kill somebody. Because <laughs> I destroyed everything else, gone to accidents. Um, but I didn't kill anybody. So I, I don't know if anything else gets you a felony in this game. Well, you the know cops the just have to see you. The cops oh, so I was just really good at, at hiding, hiding from the it, cops, yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's bad. The cops in this town are terrible then because... I was all over the place. I destroyed businesses. I ruined lives. <laughs> <laughs> so then I went back to quick chase because I'm like, all right, now I'm good. I could do this. And I came so close to getting him. And then I would start realizing. So like I made it much further in when I'm chasing him. So he would go through like a congested area where there was a bunch of other cars and the cars would like he would go through an intersection. And the cars would stop. And then as soon as I would go to the intersection, they would start going again and they would run into me. I'm like, is this some kind of like, you know, this plot against me from the AI? So then the the last time that I attempted this, uh, oh no, the second time I T-boned him into the water, except he bounced off of it like an invisible barrier. And I went into the water and wrecked my car. <laughs> <laughs> then the third time I T-boned him again. He got like a tiny little bit of damage. I ran into a light pole, got stuck on the light pole, and then he just drove down the street, and then I could still see him, and it said I lost him. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. So I moved on to the absolute worst one, which is survival mode. This is, in my opinion, the worst one. So you go up against, I think it's four or five cop cars. Two of them start out in front of you, and two or three of them are behind you. and as soon as you start driving forward, the two in front of you just smash into you. And there's almost no way to get away from them. And I've tried so many different ways. I like, I figured out that the best thing to do is just to keep driving straight for a while. But as soon as you start turning even a little bit, they hit you in the back and you just spin out of control. And then mm -hmm. you can't see the camera angles. Don't let you see anything anymore. Like you just look at a building that you're close to. <laughs> so you can't even see where you need to like back up to get away from them. And your car takes so much damage so fast, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, that was my experience playing this game. There were, I would say that it was a lot of highs and lows, but it was mostly all lows for me. <laughs> it was just, it was a disaster. Did you game. try the, the story at all? I didn't, no. I did not go into the story because I wanted to start out doing these, these things to get a feel for the game. And I think these things just ruined it for me so much. So I'm like, I don't even want to put any more time into this game. <laughs> <laughs> and then plus I watched your stream, so I got a feel for the story too. Yeah. But oh my god. Horrible. Right. I'm sorry well, to anyone that loves this game. I'm sorry. That's okay. I mean, this game is very polarizing. Mm -hmm. Uh it's it's one of those either people loved it or hated it, just for the you know, the mere fact of the things you're talking about. Um I'm this is for whatever reason, this is one of those games for me that I it it doesn't piss me off as much as other games, I guess, because I grew up with it and I have nostalgia for it. But again, yeah. nostalgia goggles always always trumps gameplay. Oh I yeah, like. I could totally see that for sure. Uh, but yeah, all right. I guess we might as well, you know, give it give it some scores. Mark, what's what score you give this one? Uh, well, I give it a two out of five. Um, 
you know, it, it just for the FMVs or whatever um, you want to call them, the cutscenes alone um, were pretty good. Um, and you know, for the time, it seems like it, 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 you know, the graphics were fine and all that, but gameplay-wise, nah, not mm-hmm. at all. Um, <laughs> it's it wasn't as bad on my memory as going back and playing Vice City was. Mm. Um, that was that was a shock. Um, but yeah, this was yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't real good. <laughs> all right, Jen, how about you? Hit me I with apo- that low number. I apologize in advance for this, Tom. <laughs> this is my first one out of five for 2021. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's <laughs> uh, okay. It's all right. That's why we do it. We yeah. got differing opinions. I'm I'm going to give it a three, uh, just for the mere fact that it does some things that no other games did at the time. Like you could get out of the car and run around and switch cars and steal cars and stuff that Grand Theft Auto 3 would make normal after the fact, but this game came out first. So I think it's pretty cool that it did it first. Granted, it wasn't perfect or great. It uh, it was more a good idea than great implementation. But uh, I got to give it a three because it was still entertaining to me and I still enjoy it. So uh, we got a we got a mixture of opinions on this one. That's good. I like when we get those. All right, let us spin the wheel. Mark, you're going to be happy. (laughs) We're playing The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX for the Game Boy. I'm I'm happy. We got a Game Boy game. We I think we had we've had one Game Boy game so far. So yeah, I have this on my 3ds. So awesome. So. For those who don't know what this game is, they actually just uh, Nintendo did a remaster of this game. Yeah, the remaster is better than the original. Uh, I would imagine it's got probably got a lot of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, ease it's got of a use. lot of quality of life improvements. Quality of life, that's it. Quality of life updates. Uh, because on the Game Boy, you had two buttons, so <laughs> it, it wasn't um, the easiest easiest thing to 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 work with. Have you played this before, Tom? I've played like the intro sequence, and that's like it. If I remember correctly, I believe you have to use the select button um, to decide if you want to have your sword or shield out. Nice. So you can't have both out at the same time. Can't I? If can't I remember wait. correctly. <laughs> I can't yes. wait for that because there's only two buttons. So you know, one button can be sword, and one is your accessory. Wow. So you have to. You have to either have sword and shield out, I believe, or sword and whatever accessory accessory you need for that dungeon, which mm. is why the remaster is so much better. <laughs> Just for the sheer fact that it adds four buttons, you know, the two on the face and then your triggers yeah. um, to make it so much easier. Um, but the best part about this game, I don't know, experience the audience out there or you two here, um, there are... There are a lot of callbacks to things in the Nintendo. Um, yes, you know. in the Nintendo world, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. And there's, uh, yeah, there's one character that you plays a big, a pivotal moment in the game that is not from this world. But he does show up in another Zelda game after this as well. Um, so if you guys don't get to that, I will let you know. Since I have beat the remaster, um, and I'll see how far I can get in the in the uh, original because it's, it's very frustrating okay. but still still a good game 
I'm excited. Uh, this is going to give me and Jen a chance to get back into Zelda. Yeah. Because how many years ago do we make the list of games that you should play for Zelda? That was like, <laughs> wait, that was before the pandemic for sure. Yes. Or like right at the start of it. it I want to say that. Yeah, it was a long time ago. I think this, I'm pretty sure this game was on the list at some point. But um, so make sure you play the so there's two Game Boy versions. So make sure you play the DX version because that's like the Game Boy Color version. Yeah. yeah. So make sure you play that one. So everybody else, make sure you play that one, too, and let us know what you think. Yeah. And uh, I will be playing this on stream tonight as you're listening to this Monday night. But I, I think that's uh, that's going to do it for for this week. Uh, Mark, do you want to give us all our plugs for all of our upcoming main Damie family of podcasts? Yeah, so Stranger Damies, our D&D podcast, airs every Wednesday. Um, every other Wednesday is an episode of the uh, sh- of the game itself. Um, in between is our interview shows, interstitials. Maybe I explain a big moment or how I uh, drew up, um, you know, the arc or whatever um, once we get to that point. Um, so be sure to check that out. Um, follow us on Stranger Damies, Instagram and Twitter. And then search for Stranger Damies where you get um, your podcast. We do stream the full sessions on twitch.tv slash gamevaultpod. Um, and also they go up on the Stranger Damie YouTube channel um, day and date with the episode going up as a podcast. So if you do want to watch us on video but can't make um, the session streams, you'll be able to still see our pretty faces um, uh, on stream. Um, and the next stream... Um, will be probably a couple weeks from when this episode airs. The last one would have been uh, yesterday um, on on Sunday. Um, so thank you if you guys joined us then. Um, if not, the archive should still be up on the Twitch channel by this point. Uh, so if you want to rewatch it, feel free. Go ahead and do it. Um, or if you just want to wait for the weekly episodes, um, you know, enjoy. I don't think there's much of a online discourse where you'll get spoiled. Um, I try my best in the uh, in-between episodes to not spoil things for everyone um, in the interviews and stuff. So, yeah, check that out. Uh, Thursday is our uh, movie podcast. They call this a movie. Um, you can follow it on Instagram and Twitter at The Main Damie. Um, you can get the podcast anywhere you get um, your podcast, including Spreaker. Uh, so, so be sure to check us out there. Um, TheMainDamie.com is our website where... All of our podcasts live. Um, so if you like to listen to podcasts on a browser, you can listen to all three podcasts there, and along with some writing, uh, mostly done by Anthony, that does go on there. Um, and then Jen would say, uh, what's our stream schedule? So our streaming schedule will be Monday is either going to be Retro Roulette, depending on the week, um, or it's going to be Retro Mondays, which is currently Tom is playing through Suikoden. Um, I think we decided we were about halfway through with that mm-hmm. playthrough yeah, about according to the uh FAQ. got it okay so there's still some time left to join us for that and then who knows what we're going to play after that so that's going to be exciting um tuesdays are always our day off wednesday was warzone wednesday and now it's looking like it might be apex after dark thanks sam for the name <laughs> <laughs> so we are um Struggling through our first games of Apex. We're learning as we go. Um, and we're always happy for any kind of gameplay advice, although it's kind of hard to take advice while we're playing the game, but any advice is welcomed. Um, so that's what we're doing on Wednesdays for now. Thursdays, 
is uh, currently Trails Thursday, but as we said, we're most likely wrapping that up in about a week. So um, we'll be looking forward to another another game with Mark. We'll have to see what that's going to be. Um, Friday and Saturday alternates depending on the week. So it's either Friday Fright Fest or Saturday Scream Stream with Mark and myself playing Dead by Daylight. And then Sunday is, um, did we come up with a name? It's really just a grab dip. Grab bag day yeah, for got, Sundays. We, yeah, we've got FMV Sundays. Yeah, FMV Sundays for now. Um, we uh, we just played through Contradiction, Spot the Liar. I'm really proud of myself because I am remembering this name a lot easier. <laughs> for some reason, I really struggled with the name for the past couple of weeks, but um, we'll probably be wrapping that up um, by the time that you hear this podcast. So just look forward to more games of that style, I'll say. Um, and that brings us back to Mondays. So yeah, that's our streaming schedule. The best place to know when we're going to go live and what we're playing though, is to follow us on Twitter. It's just at game vault pod. Awesome. Yes. Like we said, I will be playing, uh, legend of Zelda links awakening DX tonight, Monday night on stream. So feel, feel free to come hang out and let me know how terrible I am at the game as usual. Um, uh, before we get out of here, I want to mention that we are an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. If you have a need for anything for your retro consoles, whether it be controllers or cables or cartridges or power supplies, uh, feel free to check out the link in the description of the podcast. And if you use that link to purchase something, it gives us a little kickback anytime you use it. And it helps us make these podcasts and our streams better. And like I said before on stream, uh, they just released a wireless version of the Retro Fighters Brawler 64 for the Nintendo 64, which is a wireless version of their their awesome Brawler 64 controller, which is basically a uh, modern version of the N64 controller if you hate that three-pronged thing. No offense, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, I hope you guys are all staying safe out there. Be nice to each other. And for Mark and Jenny... I'm Tom, and we will catch you guys in the next one. <laughs>